We are brought to you by Hidden Gem Design Company. Uh, they're a local startup here in Salt Lake. Uh, they make custom hand stamp necklaces from high quality sterling and gold filled materials. Um, they have something for everybody. In fact, I just got my wife one the other day with the initials of our two children on it and it looked amazing. They're a minimalist necklace. They've got a lot of things to offer. So go check them out. Uh, their Etsy shop, um, etsy.com uh, forward slash hidden gem design co and make sure that you grab something and tell them that the thinking project sent you because these necklaces are absolutely fantastic uh, like i said high quality uh, they can do custom orders um, and the best of all you're supporting locals so go check them out hidden gem design co okay guys we're also brought to you by happiest happiest is your number one place to go for premium cbd products that won't break the bank and i promise you guys that if you check these out you won't be disappointed they've got something for everybody is thc free which means it comes with a work safe guarantee whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right or you need uh their number two to get your day started right uh they got something for everybody their quality uh lab tested third party tested it's all good go check them out happiestmed.com h-e-p-i-u-s-m-e-d.com and tell them that the thinking project sent you What's up, everybody? Uh, huge shout out to everybody who's following me on Facebook, who's listening to this on wherever you're listening to. But by the way, if you're new here, welcome. And please, if you're listening to this on iTunes, leave a rate and review, especially a written review. Those help me out more than you can ever imagine. And if I brought you any value, subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff. Follow me on Instagram at Dalton K. Jensen. Join the Facebook group, the Thinking Project group. And uh, I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this. If you join the Facebook group, that's where you get exclusive content. So uh, I release my episodes about a week, two weeks uh, after they're recorded. However, if you join the group, you can watch them live. So that's a benefit. Uh, let me introduce my guest. Talisha Carter is a personal coach. Um, she helps people become, that's what I got out of our episode. She helps people be the best that they can be, be present in the moment and just bring all of their power to the front and, uh, you know, helps with uh, emotional healing and the trauma things like that. So you're going to get a lot of a value out of this episode. Um, she has a podcast, Talisha Talks. Um, obviously, you can check her out. Uh, her Instagram is uh, actually Talisha Kim. Um, that's her coaching name. And uh, we had an amazing time. So uh, enjoy this episode. And without further ado, Talisha Carter. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can actually. That's great. You know what? Is that a, is that one of the blue Yeti microphones? Yes. Those are fantastic microphones. I love it. (laughs) For podcasting. Seriously. I'm not, I I had a buddy of mine get one, um, uh, when he, he's doing his online podcast and I was like, holy crap, dude, your audio game went through the roof. Yeah. It's awesome. I have loved it. I feel like it gives you lots of like wiggle room, um, with it. So I love it. (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, I wanted, I didn't get to ask you this in your, in the email because I totally forgot, but I have a private Facebook group. That's got a couple hundred people in it that I normally go live to during these podcasts. No is a totally acceptable answer. 
do you care if we go live? I don't mind at all. We can go live. Okay. Okay, cool. I always just, uh, sometimes people, you know, they feel like, oh man, I don't know, you know, I don't want to tell them no, but if anybody never, ever wants to not go, we like don't have to. So yeah, no, I don't mind at all. Yeah. I just realized that, that zoom will let you go um, live to Facebook and like to other like YouTube and stuff. Yeah. I did not, I did not know that I was trying to like justify buying like Squadcast or like restream or something like that. But then I was like, no, zoom will do it. And I was like, that's fantastic. Yep. I love that feature. <laughs> so how long have you been doing your podcast? I'm um, just at September. Wow. It's picking yeah. up. It's you're yeah, doing it really is picking up. It. It's yeah, it's been going really, really well. I've had zero expectations for it. So for me, it helps <laughs> to just grow it organically rather than like be stressed and pressured. And it's not my main thing, right? Like I have other avenues. This is just like a bonus. So I'm really yeah. happy with it. Yeah, that's well. And I, yeah, um, whenever I talk to people who are like starting a podcast, is your last name, I notice on here it says Carter, but on your Instagram it says Kim. Yes. No. So Kim is just my branding name, but my last name is Carter. Okay. okay. I'll use your, your last name. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people, when they start getting onto like podcasting, they, they get really overwhelmed because, um, you know, they got to have so many listeners, they got to have so many things going on. You know what I mean? And uh, yep. they can start to lose sight of like why they actually started the podcast. It, have you kind of found that in your experience? Oh, for sure. Yes. Like the pressure can be so overwhelming if you're checking all these stats and numbers and this is like your livelihood, right? For me, I started it because I wanted yeah. it to be a fun avenue. I wanted to give more value to my clients and other people who were looking for help with their emotions. I just felt like yeah. there wasn't a huge space where people could just talk about their feelings and their emotions and their progress that they make with it. Yeah, I think you're totally, I think you're 100% right. So tell us, um, like what you so you have your podcast. Um, but you know, you mentioned that's not your main gig. And I know that that's not your main thing. Yeah. But but what's your but what's your main hustle? What's your main business? Yeah. So I do emotional healing coaching and what this looks like is I've created my own technique for it. So I walk people through the process of getting to reintroduce themselves so they can reclaim their power. They can discover their voice and then they can show up in their business doing what they love rather than what everyone out there has told them to do. So then they're making money doing what they're lo loving and feeling authentic in it, feeling like this is their purpose and therefore having the bigger successes because the pressure isn't on to compare themselves and look like any other business out there. Yeah, that's well, and that's something that's, uh, you know, can uh, tie people up just like we were talking about with the podcasting, right? Like they get caught up in, in what everybody else tells them that they should be focused on. Right. Yep. Uh, instead and that was starting. totally me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody, like when you start something big, whether it's your business, a podcast, a blog, whatever, right. Um, you do, I think people do too much research on, on, and what I mean by that is like, you know, what, what their metrics should be. I think, you know, there's a couple of businesses that I've started in the past that I for sure would not have gotten into if I would have done too much research, you know Absolutely. what I mean? 
because <laughs> you yeah, just start absolutely. You, you go after and, the wrong And thing. that's the thing is like, you never know until you just try it. And I think when you do a lot of research, it's a way for you to talk yourself out of doing a passion because you're scared. And so yeah. for me, I'm always just like, if you want to try it, try it. Like if you fail, there can be another safe thing in place. Like this isn't the end all for you. Yeah. How hard is it for you to have those conversations though? Cause I feel like people, um, in any place they get like, they get caught up in their emotions, right. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, or they get caught up in just their thoughts of like, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. We walk, we walk down that road. Here's the thing. So many coaches and people are afraid to ask the hard questions. They're afraid mm. to address what's really going on because it triggers that fight or flight response in a person's body. And so they don't want to elicit pain or undue emotions that can spiral a person out of control. But here's the thing is we're already feeling it and thinking it. Why not just address it and come up with a solution for it? I don't believe that there's no solutions for, you know, certain problems. I think that there's there's always a solution and always a route or avenue that we can take, but we have to be able to address the problem to create the solution. And one solution may be different for another business owner or person out there, but we have to go to that worst case scenario. Like, what is your brain actually telling you? What are you so afraid of happening? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. we just problem solve. Well, and you know, what's funny is I've mentioned this in a couple of my podcasts before, um, but what I do is I like to like brain dump because yes. what I've found in, in my life and what I've helped people through, cause I, I'm not like a coach. I'd rather refer that out to somebody like yourself or, or somebody like that. Um, but whenever I end eventually, like inevitably we get to this conversation of like, I don't know, you know, all this is going bad. I'm like, well, have you written it down yet? Cause I do a brain dump and I feel like whenever I do a brain dump, um, I always there, I always think there's a thousand things that are going wrong in my head and I write them down and there's like one or two and they might be right. serious, right? They, they might be serious, but there's usually only one or two and that kind of brings it down. Like, okay, well I can deal with one or two, not the thousands I thought were going on in my head. Right. Well, and I think that exercise is so incredible to do one, because it helps you to see it. Right. Because yeah, an emotion yeah, yeah. trapped in your head, trapped in your body it feels really unpleasant. And so we create it into this bigger story in our head of how awful it is. And a lot of times we want to try and make an emotion logical. Like mm. people will say to me, well, that doesn't make sense. Or how could it be that way? And <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason for why it's showing up. It's just, it's there. And yeah. as soon as you write it down, as soon as you get it out of your head and you can see it, that's when it starts to become logical because then your brain can see it and say, oh no, it's actually not true that I'm a sucky business owner or right. it's not true that I don't have people around me, mm, but we think yeah. it is because in our head, it's not logical and we try to make it that way. Yeah, that's so true. So what kind of exercises do you walk business owners through and, and people through to help them understand that you, you know, it, it you are on the right path or, or, you know, it isn't, I don't want to say as big of a deal because like I said, like some of these things can be pretty serious, but, but we can manage it if it's, if it's, if we do certain techniques, right? What, what do you kind of work through with people? My biggest thing is journaling. I really love to help people yeah. get aware. And here's the thing. We can talk ourselves out of any emotion, right? We can yeah. convince ourselves that, nope, that's not a problem. I can just move on from it. And people think that the moving on is dealing with their emotions. <laughs> it is not. It is the worst thing you can do for right. yourself. Yeah, because for sure. Trapped in your body. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, absolutely. I think journaling is a big deal. Um, but it's not as prevalent as people, uh, as we, as like we think it is, right? Because like you and I, like I love journaling. Uh, um, and I'm and I'm assuming since you teach it, you do as well. But I it's do. not very prevalent with people, right? Why do you think that journaling, is it because it's too easy, you think? Yeah, I think it's, it's too easy, but then we're afraid of the outcome. We're afraid mm. of what's going to happen, what we're actually going to discover. And people don't like to be still. I remember back when I was a teenager, I hated driving in silence. I hated being in moments where it was just still like in church. If no one said anything, I just felt this like cringe inside of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so awkward. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't yeah. think that we like to be still as a generation, mm-hmm. as a population. And so journaling requires you to be real with yourself, to be still and to uncover things that maybe you don't actually want to address because it's easier to be mm. in pain in the present <laughs> rather than the pain of what the future could hold. Because yeah. once you know, it's kind of hard <laughs> to ignore it. And so I think people just want to avoid it. And they, I think there's a lot of programming too. So there's this, it's a deeper road, but there's a lot of programming of um, in order to have wellness and health and emotional stability, we have to go through hard things, right? We have to make it so difficult because Mm -hmm. the feeling feels difficult. The Mm -hmm. solution is usually really simple, but because the problem is big and painful, we think the solution has to match (laughs) the problem. Yeah. That's so that's wow. You mentioned a few things there that I, that I like, yeah, dude, for real. (laughs) And I've, and I've felt, cause I've felt the same way that people um, don't like to be in silence, right? There was a famous, I mean, he was a famous artist, like a uh, mu- musical artist. Um, I don't know if you've, you, you probably have, but, um, oh, dude, why is his name slipping me now? Of course. It <laughs> it's was. always in those critical Mike, moments. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mike Posner, though. Have you ever heard, have you heard? I of haven't. Posner? Not okay. that I know of. So, so he used to be like a, a, a rapper. You might've heard some of his songs. Um, but anyway, he, but he's also like, he, he went on this journey to find himself. He has a really successful podcast as well, but I remember him telling a story one time and I actually went and tried this, but he tells the story of when he goes to like this Buddhist monastery and, uh, he, he goes to this monastery, they put him in a cabin by himself. Right. And he recalls when he tells the story that, uh, while he was alone, like there was nothing, he didn't have a cell phone, no TV. It was like him and in this in this house. Right. Right. Um, and he goes, he goes, uh, I immediately found myself, you know, instead of like being peaceful, he's like, uh, you know, Hey, I should reorganize the cabinets. I should go do this. Right. I should do all these things. And he, and he says, he says, how many of our problems were, were made up in our head because we couldn't just sit still. And I was like, Holy crap. So that was one of the things that when you said that, I was like, yes, 100%. Yeah. Cause I've seen, and then I, and then I was like, maybe that's just for him. So I did it for myself. And yeah, dude, I, I immediately was like, you know what? We were not comfortable with just the silence in our head and just like that meditative state that we're in that we just start making up things we have to do. And most of the time, like, you know, we don't really necessarily have to do that at that time or at all. Right. No, you are absolutely right. Right now we are, we bought a house a year ago and I've been reorganizing and um, switching out our furniture because the style didn't match from our old house to our new home. And in the process, I found this amazing, beautiful dresser that I wanted to have in my kitchen as like a buffet table. 
And so we went to go pick it up and it was just this beautiful piece, exactly what I've been looking for, for almost a year. And we bring it home and the lady that I found it from, she did the measurements wrong on the, um, the page that I found it on. And so it ended up being about six inches too long for my space. So it didn't work. (laughs) And so then we had, it spurred this whole big problem in our house of, well, what do we do with it? Where do we put it? Now I have to buy a new kitchen table, which means I have to now buy new kitchen chairs. Like it created this whole big problem. And if I would have just done my due diligence, it would have been a lot better, but that's exactly what it is. Is we create (laughs) a bigger problem because we're not okay. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that blows my mind. Cause I've seen people do that too. I've seen people do that where they're like, no, I have to do this. And I'm like, well, okay. Like, I understand you might need to do that. And I've caught myself doing it. And, and then, you know, so what, if you, if you are presented with that, with a client of yours, what is the path that you take to kind of walk them through that situation? Cause you know, how do you, how do you help them realize if it is something they need to do, like if it is necessary or if it's not. Yeah. So my process is we always start with the growth mindset because a lot of times we're Mm -hmm. stuck in that fixed belief system that we have. And it usually has formed from childhood. And a lot of people disconnect from their childhood. You know, I don't remember things. Oh, that, that doesn't bother me anymore. That Mm -hmm. doesn't impact me, but truly it does. So we have to go back and really first identify those beliefs and those core foundations that we built our life upon in the growth mindset. And then we move up into the emotional intelligence, which includes the subconscious intelligence. Mm. And so then we work through those emotions, those beliefs, because a subconscious mind is always working. It was always a part of our development, (laughs) even in utero. So we have to go back and really address it at that depth with that emotional level and the behaviors that we're now doing with it. Because when we have a thought, it is going to create an action, which is also a behavior. And if I'm not helping my client address their behaviors, they're not going to really make the changes because they could come into my office. We could do the healing work of finding the negative thoughts, finding the negative emotions, (laughs) and then I'm just going to send them out into the real world again. And guess what? They're going to go through the same challenges because they haven't created a plan of a pattern interrupt or a behavior change that's actually going to make the emotions and the healing work that we did stick Mm. because no one wants to feel uncomfortable, but we can't control life to the point of not having an emotion that makes us feel unpleasant. And so I walk my clients through that process of creating the pattern interrupts and the new behaviors of how to address the emotion when it comes up in the moment. So For example, if they're going to go and do a live video and the chatter in their head is, I'm not good enough. No one's going to pay attention Mm -hmm. to me. Who do I think I am? How could I make money doing this? Like everyone else is doing it. Who am I? So if they're having that Mm -hmm. chatter, then they're going to bring that vibration to their live video. And so I help them create that pattern interrupt. As soon as that negative chatter happens, okay, what are we going to do about it? What is a new behavior instead of buying into that belief? How am I actually going to think (laughs) it's going to be a declaration or maybe it's going to be that you take a couple deep breaths and recognize your gratitudes for the moment. Mm -hmm. And then the final step is the life design step. So a lot of times coaches just kind of leave the design part up to the client. I help them design their life in what is true for their highest self. 
Because again, we can get swayed by other people's opinions of what our life should look like. And I don't believe that we need to show up based off of what others' expectations are for us. So I help them create a life and a life design that brings them the results they want that's in alignment with who they are and who they were created to be. Yeah. Wow. Um, There's a lot there. (laughs) Yeah, no, there there is a lot. But that's good, though, because a lot of people, uh, including me, need to hear that. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that kind of kind of put us off and put us back. And that negative chatter, man, that's real. Like if people understood like how powerful their mind was, I think we'd take a lot better care of it. Oh, you know, absolutely. So, yeah. Like that's and uh and it's so hard. Like I, you said video, right? Like if they're gonna do a video or like this podcast or something like that where yeah. we're going live. That's 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 scary, right? And uh, for me, right, because you know I'm very, uh, I'm very stoic in like my thoughts and like my beliefs. So you know, for me, it's like, how do I do this video? I'm like, I don't know. You just jump in front and press record, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, you and, do uh, it. And so, yeah, and sometimes you know I have to be a little more. I have to present it a little better. But you you did it perfectly. Where did you, um, where did your career with this start? Uh, like, where did you get all your information and knowledge from? Like, why did you choose this route? That's a really great question. I actually started out in social work. I have my undergrad degree in social work and I worked at a treatment facility for a couple years and I was also a CNA. So I had to develop a lot of good people skills across different populations of people. So I've worked with the elderly. I've worked with teenagers. I've worked with older teenagers and then I've worked with women. And so it really has just been this broad scope of people that I've worked Mm -hmm. with. And so For me, when I really started this business, um, it started out as energy work and helping people that way, because that was how I helped heal my depression and my anxiety. And then it's shifted now into more of this coaching realm because I saw how energy work wasn't solving the problems. It was helping people feel better. But then, like I said, they would go back to their old life and still repeat the same behaviors, expecting to feel a different emotion. Yeah. You have to do something about it, right? Absolutely. Kind of change. Yeah. So when you talk about energy work and vibrations, like I've had a few people on here who've said those and we've kind of gone into detail, but what made you go like the energy and vibration route, right? Um, And kind of tell people like what that is. That was a really hard step for me. Like I said, I was trained in social work. So I had been in school for It took me a long time to get through my undergrad because I had babies in between, but I'd been in school for six years. And what got me into all of this was my grandma passed away very unexpectedly. I was the one who found her and I was also six months pregnant at the time. And so my body really took on this trauma in a deep way. And I needed to, to heal that, but I, everything I tried, everything I knew from school wasn't working. And then I was really embarrassed and ashamed of the trauma. And I was really embarrassed and ashamed of how I dealt with it, that I would have panic attacks that I couldn't just wake up and be happy. Like I just, I couldn't will myself to be better no matter what I tried. And it just felt heavy. And I was damaging my marriage. Um, at one point, both my husband and I, we were, we were done. There was just nothing else we could do because I wasn't getting better. And I was blaming him for my problems. And he obviously wanted to be sensitive to me, but at what point, you know, if your, your partner isn't willing to change, 
how long do you stick it out? You know? Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. and I had two kids, I two under two actually. And oh, it was just a really a dark. Yeah. It was mm. a really dark place. And so I wanted to do therapy, but it never felt right. And I'm a very prayerful spiritual person. And so I was always praying like, God, take this away from me. Just help me. I want to be better. I want to save my marriage. I want my, mm-hmm. my kids to know that I love them and I want to be there for them, even though I'm in my bed with covers up to my neck and not doing anything. Like I just, I want to save all these relationships. Please take it away from me. And it never worked. God never took it away from me. It never was like, <laughs> yeah, let me, well, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. give you this blessing you're asking for. And I had a couple people that recommended energy work for me and I just dismissed it. It sounded too weird, too woo woo. And yeah. I, <laughs> I finally got to a point of desperation. Um, where I had one of the worst panic attacks I'd ever had. And it it was just like God telling me like, this is enough, Talisha. Like, why are you settling for a life like this? Because I had gotten to the point where it was like, this is just my life. Like take it or leave it. I'm going to be anxious and having panic attacks every single day. And it was like this new realization of you don't have to live this way. Life doesn't have to be so miserable for you. And the next day is when I found a class and I went to a class. It was about an hour long and I loved it. And it was all about energy work and it, something resonated in my soul. And then from there, it just, it took off. I did classes every single week. I did healing every week and I just surrounded myself in this vibration of people who wanted their life to be better. Oh, wow. Well, first, thank you for telling that story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure you've told it uh, many times now, but I appreciate that because that's a, that's a real thing for people, you know? And so energy work, I like what you said though, because a lot of people think it's woo woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly did. Yeah. And <laughs> but I, the more I talk to people about it, the more I experienced it. I'm like, you know what? There's got to be something to this, right? And I remember talking to somebody and saying it at least should be on the menu for people, right? Because it, sometimes it takes a lot of like a combination of things. But um, I really like that, you know, when you when you actually start, you know, figuring out what works for you. Because a lot of times it, you know, some of the more traditional, what we think, you know, traditional ways are, uh, don't work for people. Right. And so then what's next. Right. So we shouldn't, we really shouldn't dismiss a lot of these things because, right. Because I mean, like I said, I just believe that they should be on the menu. Right. Maybe you don't just, you know, you, I don't know, maybe you don't go a hundred percent in for some people, you don't go a hundred percent in one place, but you at least got to like, just give it a shot, man. Cause this is crazy. Right. Well, and if I would have gone the therapy route, I wouldn't have found my life's purpose. Mm, I had to be so open to doing something completely non-traditional that made my family uncomfortable. My husband was supportive, but it made my parents a little bit uncomfortable. It made my friendships a little bit uncomfortable, but I had to be willing to step into that place in order to find me and my purpose. Oh, shoot. It went quiet for me. I can't hear you. Okay. I can hear you again. Okay, cool. All right. Jeez. I'm so sorry. You're okay. <laughs> I won't Life happens. <laughs> I'll make sure we cut that out. The live one, will have that all in there, but uh, I'll make sure we cut that out when we do the real thing. It's how we are. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Sometimes I leave stuff in there. Uh, I don't know how you record your podcast, but sometimes I'll leave like just all the stuff. Uh, Cause when I first started, I really didn't like my own voice. 
Right. So I was like, um, yeah. I'm just going to let somebody do it. And I told the, my producer at the time, I was like, just leave it. Just, I mean, we're not going to censor anybody. Don't cut anything out. If there's something really bad, ask me about it and we'll go from there. Um, and so most of the time though, like I'll just, you know, leave a lot of stuff in there because I like, I like the whole, I the, the, you know, the authenticity and the realness of like doing a podcast because well, to go back to some of your other stuff, right? Like starting a business or, um, you know, starting a business or starting a podcast, like people go to like their favorite podcast or their, or their dream business. Right. And they see like, wow, well, I, mine's got to look and sound exactly like that. Right. You know? And I'm like, well, not necessarily (laughs) because a lot of the times in my, in my experience, like they do a lot of hard editing, right. Or they do a lot of this stuff. And so whenever you're, and then when that person or, or me is presented with a problem, they think like, oh my gosh, this would never happen at Amazon or this would never happen on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? So why is it mm-hmm. happening to me? And it's like, no, 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 no. You you know what I mean? It's just like, just yeah. be patient with yourself. You know, be patient with yourself. Absolutely. Love yourself because it's just going to be fine. And what I've found is like most people will still listen to my podcast and they really don't care. Like if I, you know, if we lose somebody right. or something like that, you know? Well, we train our audience, right? Our ideal people. If we train them to connect with a fake version of ourselves that's highly edited oh. and unrealistic, that, that's what they're going to expect. And no I created monster audiences around me when I was starting out that that was what they expected of me. And then when I was like, peace out, I'm no longer going to be the perfect, perfect Talisha. I'm no longer going to try and meet everyone's expectations for me. I lost a lot of people but I gained people who will listen no matter what people who will tune in every single time because they know they're going to get a real version of me that they can connect to. That is real life. That that's what we want. We want real life connection, not the fake crap that's going around. (laughs) I think you're totally right. I think that if more people saw like the all the mistakes. Well, that's one of the reasons I like doing it live um, to Facebook whenever we do like a Zoom one is because like, yeah, you're going to see all the technical difficulties. You're going to see all the problems that we have, <laughs> the mic cut out and good, man. And then, and you should still right. start your podcast anyway. You should, and like businesses, right? Um, I think more businesses should do um, kind of like what Gary V does where he like walks around and you get like all the authentic stuff. I realize that that's kind of hard to do, but at least you get to see some of like the the craziness that happens. Yes, that business, was actually you know what, what I mean? inspired me to go more real was watching Gary V and even oh, some good, of Tony yeah. Robbins stuff is yeah. like it, it's this re, it's a it's a recording of a radio show that they did. Like it's not even the legit <laughs> podcast that they're doing, right? It's like a refiltered thing and I'm like, heck why can't I give myself permission to be imperfect and show up as I am done is better than perfect. And at least I'm helping people. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah. And I think that you find out who like your, uh, and that's when like the quality of the content is less important as just like the, or excuse me, the quality of like the, the finished product is less important than the quality of like what you're saying and like the message. Right. Absolutely. Um, And and a lot of people, and again, like, so you help a lot of business owners right? and, uh, and women, is that right? That's right. That yes. Right? Okay, cool. Um, so how do you help, like, especially women? Cause one, one of the things I learned during the pandemic is like women, especially mothers are like way too hard on themselves. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. and, and for me, it's, it's like, I can tell my wife, like, you know, all the, all the right things, you know, but it's still kind of hard. Right. It's just, it's just tough. And, and I'm not saying that in, in any kind of way other than like, I, I really feel like a lot of empathy for that situation because, you know, mothers are like, I've always believed like, cause I'm really religious too. I've always believed that if mothers don't make it to heaven, like none of us, none of us have a shot for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so, so I get that. So how do you help like, like women and connect their businesses and help them be successful in their businesses when all of this other stuff is going on? Right. Well, first and foremost, all that's been happening, no one's ever prepared for. And so it's the grieving process. And so many people didn't realize that they were grieving, which means you're going to go through stages of guilt and shame and anger. And, and we just don't know how to do that because no one talks about grief in the form of a pandemic. They talk about the grief of losing someone, but not about grieving the life that you thought you could have. That's a really hard conversation to go through. And then as mothers, we're thrown into this now newness of, well, my kids are suddenly home from school. I have my business. I still need to take care of X, Y, Z. And how do I do all of it? Meanwhile, my whole life just got rocked. Like my business ended up doing really well through the pandemic, but there were other business owners who lost a lot of money and lost, you know, had to close down their doors because of the way that it affected them. And so now you're grieving on a whole different level. So Mm -hmm. there's so much that has gone into this and we just haven't talked about it openly enough and been able to say, I'm grieving. I'm going through something hard. And instead of trying to jump right into solution mode, we got to be able to feel it. We got to be able to feel what's going on and recognize I don't have to have all the answers and maybe there's someone else out there who can help me or who can I rely on through this so that it's not just me taking all of the weight and the pressure of running my business, of helping my family, of being school teacher, of, you know, being extra boosted mom because now everyone is home and I have to try and figure it all out. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it was a grieving process that I I think a lot of us missed the what what you said, right? A lot of us missed the fact that we were like grieving and that this was really hard and that, um, ah, yeah, it was just crazy. Like it was just a very crazy, crazy time. And I like that, that you mentioned connecting all the dots and, and doing all that stuff. Like, um, it really, it really kind of opened, it should open people's eyes. I hope so. Make sure. Right. And what's your, like, what, you know, you, cause you're doing the podcast, you're very active on Instagram. Uh, you know, your following's growing. Like, what's the, what's the biggest message? Like if you could tell somebody anything, right? Like the biggest message, what would that be? Well, that is a great question. <laughs> and I think it changes day to day it by should, the person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But just show up as you. Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try and take on an identity that you're not connected to. Take on the identity of who you want to be that's going to help you feel your best. That's going to help you be your truest self. That's going to help you have the most meaning and connection in your life. And it doesn't matter what other people think of your journey. This isn't them. It's about you. And so just show up as you are 
use your voice. Stop diminishing yourself and putting yourself in a box based on what other people may think of you. Because people are going to judge no matter what. <laughs> right. One of my yeah. favorite things to say is like, you may be the ripest, juiciest, best peach on the tree and someone will still reject you because you're not an apple. And yeah, so- yeah. Why do we put so much stock in what other people are going to view us and see us as? Why don't we just show up as our true self and connect to the people who are going to vibe with that and let mm. the people go who don't? It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The rat race that we buy into for social media, it is we're all trying to do something and figure something out. So why not just accept the people who love you and let go of the people who don't? Right. Yeah, you don't need all that negative energy and and yeah. that's and and it's hard for people to realize like that some of the people in their life shouldn't have been there. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like we wanted them to be there so much, but they really didn't have a place there. Um because for whatever reason. And and I know that sounds harsh, but it's I no. it's true though, right? Like I'm sure that's a I'm sure you all you have you have to go through some some coaching and mentoring for that process too. Yes, you do. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I thought this guy was my friend. And and well, when we start, when we start living honestly and authentically uh, and showing people like, you know, and being vulnerable, we start to see who people really are around us. And sometimes, you know, we don't want them around us or we shouldn't want right. them around us. Right. And there's not, and there's no, you know, I, I feel like people can sometimes take that. Cause I say that quite a bit. And sometimes people can take that the wrong way. Like, I'm not saying like to not have empathy for people or not to love people. Just like, absolutely. You just got to beautifully cut ties. <laughs> yes. And, and it's okay. And we avoid yeah. that because again, we're afraid of the pain and we're afraid of yeah. what could happen. Yeah. But truly like, it's okay. Let people live their <laughs> life. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to judge them. Like you may be going in a, in a different direction than them. It doesn't make their direction less than yours, but it just means that now you're not, you're not in sync and that's okay. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a negative and pull you into this drama fest where you create drama of, <laughs> well, now I have to cut you out of my life as like a justification Yeah, yeah. for your actions right. of wanting something different for your life. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. Right. Um, just but putting yourself in a place where you can grow is like is what matters the most right it does um, yes and and i always find it funny though and maybe you can sh- help you know shed some light on this too but i always tell people it's the famous uh who is it is it mark twain who said um i've suffered a lot of things in life only if only of a couple that have actually happened right? <laughs> like, like, cause in your head, you put, like we were talking about earlier, right? like in your head, you play the, through these scenarios. Like if I tell this person, you know, we have to, we, we need some distance. They're going to hate me. And it's like, so you never do it when, if you would have done it and you, you know, be real with people, have a good conversation, probably wouldn't have been that bad. Right. Absolutely. And you can't control what other people do anyway. So it's like, you just have to do what you got to do. Yeah. We like to create a story to justify our behaviors and our actions. And I say this because I'm still human and I still do the same thing, but really we don't have to justify our actions. If a person is in your life that you truly do not connect with anymore is doing more harm because the energy that you're putting into the relationship is all negative and they are going to feel that. And you are going to feel that it is okay to have hard conversations with people and just say it how it is. People are going to respect that more than when you hide and lie and try and make up stories. Like I have people all the time who 
like I said, I shouldn't say all the time. It's happened (laughs) way less now, but I have women that will come over and, you know, they'll want to work with me and we'll talk about it and we'll go through the whole process of how it's going to transform their life and all the steps that's going to be included for them and the unique plan for them. And then they go home and the fear creeps in or the money, Mm -hmm. right? The fear of spending money and investing in themselves happens. And so then they message me and they're like, it's actually not what I want anymore but they're lying in the fact of it is what they want, but they're just so afraid of doing the actions and the necessary steps. But we're afraid to let people down. Like people think that if they say no to me, that it's going to hurt my feelings and make me feel all (laughs) sad. And it's like, no, be more concerned about hurting yourself than hurting me because it's not hurting. Like there's someone else who will be ready and that will say yes. And that's going to be more of a vibe with me because they're willing to be honest and real with themselves. Like yeah, 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 only yeah. hurting you. Right. Well, yeah. And I really think that some people just, it's, you know, they're just not ready for to heal themselves. I mean, we've Absolutely. been saying this whole time, you know what I mean? Because it is hard. And like, um, it's just, it's, it's hard to, to tell yourself the real story, right? It is. Yeah. Because then you're the villain or, you know, you're the bad guy in that. And sometimes we don't want to accept that we could be the bad guy. So except that we could be the bad guy or like that most of our problems are actually our own doing like 99% of it. (laughs) Like, well, and, and, uh, because like I said, you know, I, I'm very stoic and like, it doesn't, it really, to me, it really doesn't matter, um, what goes on around us because, if we if we're in the right mindset, if we understand that we can create our own our own outcomes with whatever we have, then we can start to move forward, right? But it's so easy to be like, oh, this didn't go right, this didn't go right, you know? Like, yeah. like we could have shut the podcast off and been like, uh, my mic's not working, so we're just gonna right. quit. But you just gotta power through it, right? And because there's nothing there's nothing you can do about it, but you, but I, but for me, it's like, I want to get that message out to people. Like whatever my guest message is like, that's more important to me than, than, you know, 20 seconds of technical difficulties. And and it probably wasn't even 20 seconds. That's the other thing that's crazy is that um, we think like this silence has lasted three hours and we, it's only been, it hadn't even been 30 seconds, man. True. Oh my gosh. I could preach this all day long. And it's like, we want to be the top 10% of the successful people in the world, but we're doing it with a mentality and actions of the general public and have to be able to get uncomfortable, go through the hard and still (laughs) keep with it. Like I I hired um, a coach, Travis Brady. Do you know him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard okay. Travis, yeah. So I hired him and he rocked my world, but he just said, Talisha, success is inevitable for you. If you keep going, if you keep showing up, if you keep allowing yourself to be seen and be heard. And that has been so true for my whole journey in having a business and now helping other business yeah. owners create the life and the impact that they want to have is it's inevitable. You just got to hang tight, but you're looking at a person's best version of their business and judging it by your worst version mm, of your business. Yeah. Yeah. We all have to start somewhere in it and we all have to go through those hard moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for, I think that consistency is more of a success indicator than anything else. hundred percent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause you're going to get better and it's going to be okay. And, uh, but if you quit, 
then there's no way of ever knowing. Um, and it's not like, like I always, you know, sports is kind of one of my things and, and writing, like I, I have some favorite authors that I keep really good tabs on. Um, and, and I just see the pattern, right. It's like, they're not perfect. Right. They, they, they make mistakes when they write, they write some that maybe didn't jive with everybody, like, which is not the point of writing or the point of sports. Right. But like, they're not perfect at whatever they do, but they're perfectly consistent. Like they're like, I'm going to, and that, and that's something that I, that especially um, people who want to create something big need to understand that like per in my, like my definition of perfect isn't with like outcomes. Absolutely. It's with, it's with yourself. Right. So if I can be perfectly, con- I can, I can stay consistent. I can release, I can release products every X day. Mm-hmm. I can, make all the phone calls that I'm supposed to make. I can release a podcast every X day. I can do that perfectly. The The product might not be perfect, but I can do, there are certain things and processes that you can have in a business or in, or in your life that can be perfect. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. And just <laughs> and that's and what sticking you focus with on. it, you know? Yeah. And that's what yeah. you focus on. Yep. You focus on being perfect at the things you can control. So like yes. uh, I, my self-betrayal comes when I, not not when I mess up, like not when I do something that I was supposed to do and fail at it. It's when I it's when I like betray my own processes that I put in place that I knew I could control, right? Like I I'm a sales guy. That's right. it's what I you know, it's what I love. And so like I never I never fail when I don't make a sale. I only fail when I I don't make the phone calls I was supposed to when I don't show up on time when I don't, you know what I mean? Cause you're going to say the wrong things. You're going to do the wrong. It's just, it, it, it's not a big deal. Like for real, nope. like for me, it's not, it's just, it is what it is. Right. Expect yeah. it. That's, I had a big thing on my computer one time and said, expect it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, and, and it's like, you're owning your mistakes, right? Like you're taking yeah. responsibility and accountability for your life. And when you do that, your life starts to change because you're no longer a victim and you're no longer tied to your circumstances. You start to take yeah. control of the circumstances around you and, and no longer let it define who you are, or how you show up in the world. Yeah, for sure. Now you you're a part of uh, the uh, Exodus group, right? Are I you am. an ambassador for them? Yes, I am. Yeah. I just, I just met with uh, Candace uh, probably a, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and, and uh, I'm going to go through that process of being an ambassador because they're doing some awesome work. And I remember yes. we were at the gala in 2020. That was a sweet, that was unreal. Wasn't that amazing? Very, that was very sobering. More people yes. that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, and Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's just, it blows my mind of how like ignorant I was to so many of the issues that were going on with trafficking. And I'm so grateful that 2020 kind of opened that door during the pandemic for what was actually going on. And then now being able to have the opportunity to share about it and speak about it and learn about it, not in a way of, oh my gosh, this is so shameful. Like I can't talk about it because I think that's how people feel a lot of the times, but in a way of let's educate and let people know what's actually happening. Like I had no idea what was going on in my own backyard, honestly. Well, and, and that is crazy. And I would have never met them. Uh, Candace, I interviewed Candace on my podcast last year uh, and they'll, and her and Matt will be on in, in a little bit. Um, but I had never, I'd never known that those organizations, that that big of an organization existed in Utah. When right? I, 
the Salt Lake, I thought this was like the hub. And uh, I realized that there's a lot of amazing creatives and business owners that are just really slept on in Utah for whatever. I don't know why, if it's like when somebody hears you're from Utah, they automatically discount whatever you got going on. Right. I, that's the only thing I can think of because we have some amazing organizations that have been going on for like the Exodus group's been going on for a really long time that, you know, they, they, they hit traction quite a bit. Um, but I feel like they could be so much bigger and I, and I don't know why, but, but it was an insane, very sobering gala, uh, when they, when they shared those stories, uh, and let us kind of interact with everybody. Um, I, I I just, I remember you being there. And so I was like, that was way cool. Yes, I know. I was so awesome to see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and they have a, they have a, they have a way good group going on and, and I'm sure, um, we'll go over that a little bit more, but, um, let me ask you a couple more questions. Cause I always yeah, ask, I, I'm a book, I'm a book guy. What's the I number one book you recommend to people? Oh my oh, gosh. You could ask, book. that is like one of the hardest questions you could ask. I know, me. I, I know, love- but, but <laughs> I know, but I ask it very specifically. Like I, I used to say like, what do you love? What books do you love? And I couldn't even answer that question, but is there like one or two books that you just recommend to people consistent that you find yourself consistently referring to when you talk to people? Absolutely. So Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and Present Over Perfect. I cannot remember the author's name right now, but Present Over Perfect and The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up are like my two that I will always go to. Yeah. Marie Kondo's a beast. Absolutely. Absolutely knows what's going on. And it is, I, I have one of her books about you know, something like that. I can't remember what it is. Is it the joy book that she wrote? Probably. I think so. And it's just about like, uh, you know, keeping your, keeping your space around you organized helps you say, well, yeah, that's true. Huh? Yes. That's yes. way true. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you know, I go to Changed people, my world. Yeah. I go into like, cause I, I I'll, I'll do some sales coaching every now and then, or like, or like some very minimal business coaching and, and I'll be like, okay, so you want your business to be successful. And they tell me their goals. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like I'm an accountant also by trade. I have this weird background where like, I love sales, but I'm also like a really big geek over accounting. (laughs) And so I'll I'll be like, okay, well, let me see your books and let me see what's going on behind the scenes. Because one of the things that I learned in accounting is numbers don't lie. Um, That's how they, that's how, I mean, cause people say like, oh, well, you know, Enron and all these things. I'm like, no, they eventually caught them with the numbers. Like, cause they just don't lie. If you find too many inconsistencies, can't lie with that. Absolutely. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, well, let me see your stuff. Right. And it's just a total mess. Like, and that's like, not necessarily physical clutter, but like, if you don't know, like, you know, where certain avenues of revenue are coming from, where your money is going, like that's chaos. And you can't, you know what I mean? You can't be successful in a business if you're, if the, if this stuff is in chaos. Right. And, uh, and that's, you know, back to Marie Kondo though, she's like, get it all organized, tidy up, get it, get it where you know where it's at. And I'm like, that's cool, man. That's true though. You You know, if you don't know where it's at, you can't make new money picking up old money. And that's exactly it is it it gives you poor money energy and you you always honestly can't create more if you have no idea what's coming in or out. And I think people are again scared yeah. to look at their books. And I know I have been. I don't particularly <laughs> love taxes, but I'm okay yeah. to look at my books because I know sure. that it's going to be an a flow. It's not that I'm not making money yeah. or I'm spending too much. It's going to be this 
flow. Yeah. And when I avoid it, I block that flow. Yeah, no, that's probably the biggest thing with money that people um, are learning. And that is that it is money is like its own ecosystem. Money is its own animal. Like it behaves certain ways. It, it does certain things. And like, if you don't know, like, yeah, the flow of money, if you don't know how it works, then, then it's game over. Absolutely. That's why you're not getting, you know, and, uh, but again, like you're talking about the energy. And so that's a great way. You know what? I just learned something. That's a great way to put it. Like the energy of money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a weird thing to say, but. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. But it's like if you don't if you don't vibe if you don't vibe with money, it's not gonna vibe with you, man. That's exactly it. Yeah, and um Nicole Henry, she's been a phenomenal resource for me with money energy. When I first started coaching with her a couple of years ago, my money energy was really low. And now yeah. I'm the the weirdo that I have like my money friends in my wallet and I celebrate every income and I celebrate that I'm paying a bill because it is truly a vibration. Yeah. And the more I connect with it, the more I'm going to receive. And I fully believe that I would not be making like ten, twenty thousand dollar months without having mm-hmm. a positive money money energy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's insane. Well, um, it's true though. I mean, and you can just keep going with it. And uh I like I like everything that you've been talking about. Well, thank you. <laughs> I hope people are listening for sure. Um, I do too. Uh, that's great. So well. Let's uh, let's end here. Where where can everybody find your uh, podcast? Where can they find your business if they want to get a hold of you on this? How do they how do they reach out? Well, thank you for asking that. My podcast is Talisha Talks, and that's found on any major podcast resource. And then my Instagram, my Facebook, and I have a TikTok now. I'm doing a TikTok uh, right challenge. So. TikTok, by the way, there's no shame in that because <laughs> what I mean, LinkedIn and, and TikTok are right now pretty much the only places because they're so new that you can grow organically. Absolutely. So. I'm trying. I feel a little bit old doing it with all these hipster young kiddos, but I'm trying it. So anyway, you know what we thought though, um, before I let you go, but when I I have a company, um, a CBD company that I run and we were like, you know, we're going to go on social media or we're going to go on TikTok specifically because like we were like, uh, you know, um, it, that demographic that we thought, by the way, we thought it was that certain, this certain demographic on TikTok. Yeah. We were like, they don't have a lot of disposable income, but when they, if they like something, they'll, they'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started digging into TikTok and found out that it's actually not like a lot of Gen Z on TikTok. There's like a majority of like millennial and, and what's before Gen, whatever before Millennial. I don't know. The generation right before millennials. <laughs> yeah. Um, is actually, that's the majority of the people on TikTok. That's amazing. I was like, I was like are you kidding me? They're like, I, they're like, now most of the people who go viral might be Gen Z. But mm-hmm. even if you think about it though, like if you go through some of the viral TikTok videos, they're really not Gen Z. They're kind no. of, they're old. Yeah. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> All right. On. Because that's, that's, you know, if we're selling CBD, so we're selling a product that is totally a, a disposable thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if somebody, you know, it, there's a lot of like health benefits to it, but it's mostly like, if you got the money, you'll buy it. If you don't like, that's not one of the things that right. is on your, is on my uh, budget list every, every month. Absolutely. And, uh, but we found that anyway, I think you're, I think you're on the right platform. That was my whole point behind that. Oh, is, is, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> 
Well, it's because like yeah, there there's a lot of people on there who aren't just Gen Z. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of other people on there. Well, good. So, uh, do you have? So you're on all the podcasts. You know, you're on social media. Do you have a website that people can visit? Oh, yes, I do. So all of those is all going to be Talisha Kim, and then my website is talalishakim.com. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Talisha, for joining me, and well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this uh, live Facebook real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that was it. Well, thank you. That was amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. And just so you know, I batch record. So this will probably go out in about a week, week and a half. Okay, that's fine. I will do the same too when you're on my podcast. So I'm excited for it. (laughs) Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. (laughs) You too. Thank you. Okay, bye.